This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. I wish you'd write us and let us hear from you. Our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. But let me give you my bookstore, uh, the Radio Bible at Bookstore telephone number. You may want to call and get a catalog sent to you. It's 225-664-8658. And uh, we'd be glad to hear from you. We'd be glad to know that you're helping with the broadcast and helping support this broadcast. And uh, if you're appreciating it, let us hear from you. In our last study, we looked for a while there in the in the second chapter of First uh, Peter. We looked for a while at that portion in verse 9 uh, of First Peter, chapter 2. That phrase, but ye are a chosen generation. We looked at that in our last study, speaking of God's people. We who are saved this morning are a chosen people, chosen of God. Yes, we are saved not by works of righteousness, which we have done. Oh, no, we've been chosen unto salvation. We've been called and washed in Christ's blood. Do you, do you know anything about salvation this morning, my friend? Do you understand? Do you know? Do you realize? Has it ever dawned upon you that we are only saved by grace? That we are only saved because Christ died for us? Not because of who we are or what we are, because of our influence, because of our high political standing, those things. None of that stuff, my friend, makes a difference in the world. No, we're just a beggar this morning. A beggar whom the Lord picked up one day on the dung hill, set our feet uh, on a on a firm foundation, my friend, and saved us by the righteousness of Christ. Yes, we are chosen. We have been chosen unto salvation. We've been called and washed in Christ's blood. And now we're clean through his blood. There's much we can say about the elect of God. And I realize uh, that this message, my friend, uh, many many will not have it. God, uh, but th- that God chose some and left others. I've heard men chomp it a bit, saying God was not fair. But I find what's amazing to me is that Christ chose me. Christ chose me unto salvation. Yes, the late pastor, our old trailblazer, often made this statement. He said there'll be three wonders in heaven. First wonder will be that there'll be folks there uh, who we didn't think would be there. The second wonder will be that there'll be folks not there. Some folk won't be there who we thought would be there. But the greatest wonder of all, my friend, the greatest wonder in my life and in my heart is that I'll be there. I don't have any criticism for you this morning, my friend. Oh, if you're not saved and you're lost, I don't have any criticism for you. My heart goes out to you. My heart is is burdened for you. I see folks going down the way of sin, having their eyes blinded, just like old Samson when they put out his eyes. He couldn't see a thing in this world. Some of our folks here, some of our folks here at Radio Mission, some of you out there at the mission places, some who hear me today, you're just blinded, blinded to your lost condition, and you won't have the grace of God but my heart goes out to you my friend but I never get over the Lord choosing me he never saw any, anything in any of us to cause him to choose us it wasn't because uh, uh, it, no it wasn't because he saw something good in us you know uh, uh, we, we go out into the world to choose a mate or a, a wife or a husband we begin to look around we look for character don't we many times that's what I believe we look for sure Surely we look for beauty and and for poise and grace, but we look for character. But our Lord doesn't look upon 
uh, us. He doesn't look for character in us. He doesn't look for beauty in us. No. Uh, it's, it, you know why we were saved? Because it seemed good in His sight. Why stop and argue with God about election and foreordination? Why not just turn to the Lord uh, and ask the Lord to save you? And yes, uh, my friend, and then begin to praise the Lord for saving such a sinner as you are. Man is so unthankful by nature. We just take everything for granted. We take God's mercy for granted. We never stop and say, thank you, Lord, for saving our poor soul. I believe one morning before long here on the broadcast, we'll just stop. We'll just give up our study for one morning, and we'll just stop and begin to praise the Lord. Would you like to do that, my friend? Would you like to praise the Lord well, with me? Yes, praise Him for what He's done in our lives. Let's look again this morning at First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. In that latter part, we find these words, Who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. In Ephesians 5, 8, we find these words, For ye were once darkness, but now you are Ye are light in the world. Walk as children of light. Once the Pharisees and Sadducees told Christ they had never been in bondage to any man, that they were Abraham's seed. And uh, yes, and uh, all the time they were under the rule and uh, power of the Roman government. You see how blind they were? Peter says that we who are saved were called out of darkness. I know nothing else to com- to compare our lost estate to, my, fo- my friend, this morning. That's more horrible to look at and to think than the darkness. Man's heart is darkened. Yes, the light of the glory of God went out there in the Garden of Edom, Eden when Adam and Eve sinned. Not since that day has there been one man born who is not blinded to his lost condition. His heart is darkened. His mind is darkened. His will is depraved because of that darkness. He is like a drunken man. Uh, all his senses of total depravity have been uh, darkened. No longer does he uh, not real. He never realizes his condition. But listen, my friend, Christ Jesus our Lord has called many of us, those of us who are saved, he is called unto himself. Out, out of that darkness. This is the blessing to my heart this morning. No longer am I in darkness. No longer do I believe that I can save myself. No longer do I imagine that I have some sort of righteousness that I can fall back upon and depend on upon for salvation. No. Now I see and know that Christ, who is my life, has delivered me from sin and darkness. Did you know darkness is always connected with sin? Think about it, my friend. Man loves darkness rather than light because his deeds are evil. Did you hear that? Man loves darkness rather than light because his deeds are evil. Yes, sin loves darkness. Most all the crimes that go on now are helped are committed at night because sin loves darkness. Man believes that no one knows what goes on in the dark. That's why folks commit crime at night. But what our Lord knows, you and I who know the Lord, we've been brought out of that darkness by the redeeming work of our blessed Lord. No longer is darkness a fear and a dread to us. No, now we're the children of light. Once we knew nothing of mercy, once we could not uh, believe our hearts were darkened, that's what that's what folks' trouble is. We could not see that we were lost. We could not see nor imagine ourselves to be the servants of Satan. But all the while, we were groping in the darkness, satisfied to remain there. 
We, we weren't trying to get out of the darkness. We were satisfied. How we were brought out of this darkness, how were we? Peter tells us that we should show forth praises unto him who has called us from that darkness. Men today, religious men will argue with you that we are an enlightened people, that we are far superior in our knowledge and intelligence than men once were. Oh, now we can go to the moon and back, and we can put man on the moon and all the satellite technology and trying to see uh, the planets and the stars, and now they're looking for a, a life on Mars and looking for life on this planet and that one, spending my money and your money up there with all of that uh, foolishness and Tommy Rot, my friend, thinking that they're intelligent. And have you ever heard one of their news conferences when they come back to earth? Those men, I praise the Lord that he brings them back safely, yes. But do you ever hear one of them say, thank you, Lord, that give the Lord the credit for bringing them back? No, because they know in their heart. Man will not admit that his heart is darkened. No, and as to his spiritual condition. He's been uh, so programmed, so so led to believe that all people are Christian people. That's what folks say today. I heard a man say at a funeral not long ago, all you folks are saved now. Some of you are, just need to just need to uh, get get back to God, get back into church. No, my friend. Well, when someone dies, some movie star or some great celebrity or modern hero, our nation goes plumb nutty over what great human being they were, he or she was, and they bring in all the religious world leaders and high-ranking church people, and they have what they call an, a eulogy over that person. Uh, no, we're too dumb to look back at that life of sin and adultery, many times living a life of homosexuality there, the movie stars now, many of them homosexuals, now they coming out of the closet, they, they say, but you know what, my friend, they may hide that from you and me, but they never hide it from the Lord. No, my friend, and none of us raise our voices. None of the pulpits raise their voice against the, the, the wickedness that goes on. No, we just gather around some and have some great eulogy and put our stamp of approval upon their lifestyle. Our church leaders who are blinded themselves will have to give an account of all the error they allow in their pulpits and for their not taking a stand. My friend, if you know the Lord this morning, you better take a stand against sin. Preacher, if you know the Lord this morning, you better take a stand against sin because you're going to have to give an account. No, uh, my friend, uh, they think of being invited to the White, White House for a prayer breakfast with the president the president is the greatest thing that ever can happen to them and all the while knowing the sinful and adulterous life that is carried on by that man my friend all of the uh, affairs and escapades and all of those things my friend I believe where there's smoke there's a, where there's smoke there's a little fire back there somewhere don't you oh what darkness there is in our religious circles not only our folks lost and blind but our church leaders our bible teachers and preachers not standing up and proclaiming, Thus saith the Lord, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. My friends, sin is sin in low places and in high places. And yet our, in our country, we have preachers, so-called men and women, who get on the radio and talk about all kinds of things except to preach the gospel. Yes, and you tell me you, you, uh, that they're not in darkness? Oh, how dark 
is the horizon as we look upon it, my friend, the religious world. The Bible tells us that in the last days, perilous times will come. And I believe with all my heart that we're living in those days now. We as a people, our people, are like a, a runaway train. Our nation is like a runaway train going downhill at breakneck speed and nothing to stop it, my friend. No one, no great old preachers like Whitfield and Bonar and Charles Haddon Spurgeon, all, none of them to stand up and saying, uh, my friend, sin is sin. Spiritual darkness, my friend, abounds on every hand. Oh, we have many popular preachers. We have the TV evangelists that people stay home and watch and send their money there, my friend. And they live that lavish lifestyle with their long limousines and great mansions in the Rocky Mountains and all of those things. And we're just duped by their uh, false front that they put on. My friend, you better wake up. No, no, our young people are not interested in their souls as a rule. Uh, no, it's live for pleasure. Just as the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, in the days of Noah, men were marrying and giving and marrying. That's why swapping, my friend. They took no heed to God's word. They were satisfied to sit in darkness and to cry that uh, and, and to deny that they were in the dark. But you and I who have been called out of that darkness to the light of the gospel, what a blessing, my friend. Can't we praise the Lord for that this morning? Has the Lord called you? Have you heard that call? It's still going out today. Sinner, don't harden your heart and turn away from the gospel call. No, sinner, listen to God's word. My friend, one day you're going to have to give an account for this. Uh, these words that you heard. You hear this old broad trailblazer every day, Monday through Friday. You're going to have to give an account. The Lord's going to call you up and he's going to say, listen, friend, uh, what about the message you heard back there and so and so and so and so brought the message you heard the old trailblazer bring you thus saith the Lord and you paid no heed to it and you you without excuse depart from me I never knew you oh my friend this is the old trailblazer broadcast coming to a close I wish we had more time this morning this is Pastor Albert Pendarva saying remember our mailing address post office box 1810 Walker Louisiana 70785 and my website radiomissions.org until next time goodbye and God bless you Pastor Pendarvis invites you to attend Fellowship Weekend October 27th through 29th at the First Baptist Church of Algiers join listeners from near and far for this time of old time preaching dinner and lunch on the grounds and fellowship for information and local lodging options call the church office at 225-664-8658 that's 225-664-8658 we look forward to seeing you soon 